Zaz Buckshank, the rookie out of Stanford University, who is undoubtedly the MVP of today's game with an interception that he runs back for a touchdown in the last 30 seconds of the contest. Osmotas, can you walk us through what happened on that last play? It was amazing. Yeah, we knew we had to go out there, give 100%. We executed. It just went our way today. And was the quarterback giving you any clues uh, today, Oz? Uh, it, it looked like you knew that ball was going to be there. What was happening? Knew we wanted to have some fun, you know, execute. Play one quarter at a time, give 100%. 100%. Oh, okay, okay. You know, let's just let's talk about last week's game. Uh, uh, you guys lost a heartbreaker. Give me your state of mind then versus now. Wanted to do play by play, give it 100% execution wise. Execute. Okay, you know, I'm going to ask you something completely different that's not about football. Look at me, Oz. Just look at me for a second. I'm going to ask you a question right here. That a boy. So, you and your wife recently had, right here, stay with me. You and your wife recently had twins, okay? How does it feel to be a new dad? You know, we wanted to stay as a team, execute, give 100% play by play. Okay, you know what? I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do a little test right now. Uh, hey, Oz, how'd you get to the game today? They're a good team, great team, 100%. Yep. And what'd you have for dinner last night? 100% of 100%. 100%. Yeah, you did, of course, 100% of whatever 100% was. You know what? Can you just do me a favor and tell me one specific thing, like just one actual original observation that you had about today's game? The game that you won. Almost single-handedly. Do you think that you could do that, Oz? Oh, 100%. Oh, God damn it! Hey, hey, hey. Stutter, my brother, was handed. Hey, fantasy, session. We talking touchdowns, receptions, yeah. interceptions. Yeah. They got a band to kick We need that correction. Yeah. Talk mouth. Yeah. We flexing. Yeah. How many of y'all you collect? Yeah. We trying to get that yeah. winning record. Yeah. Fantasy. Remix. Well, you about to run it back, man. Well, well. <laughs> yeah. What I do? And we back. It's week four. Time to go. How about to freestyle? You but know, all I can do. He's not doing that. What it is, hope is what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy and Session of Podcast. Today is the first day of October. October the first. I, I guess I just repeated that. I couldn't shouldn't have said that. But anyway, man, wherever you listen Remix. to this at, if you haven't subscribed, man, make sure you subscribe. If you haven't liked, make sure you like. If you haven't left a comment, make sure you leave a comment. I mean, we got something special coming for y'all this weekend. You know what I'm saying? One of the first rundowns. So make sure y'all be tuned in for that. And uh, yeah, man, let's go ahead and give the moment silence out because we forgot about it last time. I don't want to ever forget about that. A, a special shout out to the black kings and queens out there. And we back, and we back. All right, man, and we back now. So, man, Thursday night football happened. It was actually a pretty good game. Trevor Lawrence looked like he was like an NFL quarterback out there, man. I'm sorry for any disrespect that I sent you away last episode if you was listening to it. You know what I'm saying? He came out there and balled out. That pass that he threw to Anu, Adu, or whatever his name was on the sideline. Agnew? Agnew? Agnew. Oh, yeah, that was dope as fuck. That was Toe drag, toe drag, swag. Yeah, but that uh, was yeah, a man. great throw. I think all too. the all the, all the 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 hate spew was uh, was towards Urban Meyer more than anything. I think we can mm-hmm. all agree that Trevor Lawrence ain't the problem. You know what I mean? So um, it was good to see him rushing the ball more. You know that was part of his game in college, and he really wasn't rushing the ball at all through the first three weeks. So 
that was good to see. And you know, that's always going to help for fantasy production. And the kid got moves, you did. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. They, they surprised me out there, bro. I'm like, I'm expecting it to be a blowout, bro. And they had them against the ropes the whole game. They led. Mm-hmm. Now, Bengals didn't lead all game until they, they won it with that field goal. So, I just let you know that they uh, yeah, they, they looked better yesterday. Status update. Um, All that shit Jabbar was talking about, the projections. He losing in pretty much all those projections now after just damn. one game. So. Damn. Well, to be fair, in one league, he did have chart going, so that does suck for hey, you, man. Hey, in, in another league – in 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 secret right now, Julio just went out and he still only projected it's 50 50. And I ain't putting nobody in the slot, so that's how sorry his team is. <laughs> okay, we're gonna come back next week and gay gonna have bro, come on, bro. You can't be conceding the damn game already, bro. Did he concede? Yeah, no, I said, we're gonna, I said come we're gonna come back next week and gay gonna have a sad face again because he done lost. Oh, sorry, I didn't let you. I'm about to say, I thought she was doing in the town. I'm like, damn, bro. No, no, no. Oh, that does man. suck, bro. For anybody with Chark, man, like to go out that early in the game, bro, is yeah. it's nothing that you can do as a fantasy player to to you know to do. You can't do nothing about that, bro. So I feel like it, and I wouldn't be opposed to like a rule going forward that like if your player gets hurt like in the first quarter or some shit like that, you have like a backup. You announce it before the game start, and yeah. you know, that backup takes takes place. But we don't, so it's just it just sucks. <laughs> I also um, want to say, I know we said don't start uh, LaVisca Chanel. I think I said it. I, he wasn't one of my favorite starts, but he had a good game yesterday. I think it was mainly due to the chart being out so early exactly. in the game, though. Um, but, but you know, with chart being out for the season, with that being declared, I think he broke his ankle, if I want to say, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Ankle. So that should leave that much of a target, you know, that much of a target share for LaVisca Chanel now. How do you feel about him going forward? Uh, I agree, man. I, I agree with you. Like the process was right. I wasn't really anywhere. I had Chanel. I wasn't starting him because he hasn't really shown nothing through the first three weeks. His eight hours super low, and he actually got a target downfield yesterday. So it was great to see that. And um, yeah, with Chark being out for the rest of the year, I think him and Marvin Jones, even though Marvin Jones didn't do anything yesterday, I think going forward though they should be the you know the top two options in the passing game. Uh yeah, I, I like it. Um, on the other side of the ball, we saw Joe Burrow. You know, Joe Burrow had a connection with T- Tyler Boyd. That that t-, uh, t Higgins wasn't out. He looked great. Uh, Jamar Chase looked great. Joe Mixon, you know, he started to pick it up uh, toward the end of the game. Then I think he got hurt in the fourth quarter. He didn't really mm-hmm. play toward the end of the game. He was on the sidelines. Um, not much news came out about that. Have you seen anything? I haven't. Um, so still waiting to hear on that, but. It was kind of concerning, bro. Like we we talked about coming into the year and throughout the first three weeks of how he, you know, we were hoping that he was using the pass game. He was in week one, but especially in that first half, I don't know if it's switching the second half, but Samaj Piran was taking all of the third down snaps. Yeah, so I just don't understand why he's doing that. Like he's not unless Joe Mixon is just a horrible pass blocker. I don't understand why you would take Mixon off the field on passing down plays because that shit just doesn't make sense to me, bro. Samaji P. Ryan is not better than Joe Mixon in any part of the running game or passing I wonder, game, so it's weird. I wonder how healthy he was coming into the game in the first place, you know what I mean? You're talking about uh, Mixon? Yeah. I mean, he wasn't on any type of practice report, so I'm not sure, man, but it's just like his passing game usage has been going down 
every week since that week one. So there's definitely concern to see if it keeps up, then, you know, he's going to be back in that RB two range, bro. Like, so that's uh crazy. Uh, one more thing I did want to talk to, talk about before we moved on was the James Robinson. He had the backfield to himself. Yep. Um, and he showed reminding everybody why he was a beast last year and why, he sh- you know, they shouldn't have spent a first round pick. Shout out, Javar going forward? Shout out to Javar calling him an RB2. Yeah, I mean, I think he disrespected him even more. I think he called him an RB4 or something like that. Nah, Let me ask nobody, this question before nobody, we get. No, oh, okay, go ahead. Uh, should I okay. trade Tyreek Hill, Chase Edmonds, and Marvin Jones for Mike Evans? Uh, Antonio Robert Woods. Now, man, hold up. It's a lot going on. Three for three, man. That's kind of. I hate those three for three trades where it's all the same players. What is it? Nah, I like the Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. Tyreek Hill over Mike Evans. Chase Edmonds is scoring the same amount of points as Gibson, and he's a solid running back two at the moment. So if you got Chase Edmonds as your running back two, that's cool. And Marvin Jones as your running back, as your wide receiver two or three. At the moment, I like Marvin Jones over Robert Woods. So, yeah, I like That's what I'm leaning to. Just the main factor is because Tyreek Hill is the best player in that deal, and I'm always a fan of having the best player um, in a deal. So, And it's a three for three, so it's not like you're – Giving up a lot, or you actually have Tyreek Hill already. So yeah, I would keep Tyreek Hill and um the other pieces that you have. Uh, don't get scared off from that. You know, I know he had two bad weeks in a row, but we'll get to that this episode. But yeah, I right, keep that. Yeah. Right. But back to back to uh, back to yeah, Jabbar. Yeah, make sure you subscribe to the channel and make sure you leave a like if you ain't already left a like. Um, back to what you were saying about Joe Mixon. It, it is a little alarming, but hopefully he didn't come into week four as healthy. You know what I mean? So that mm-hmm. could be something. Uh, I also want to wow. talk about CJ uh Uzma. I think we were talking about I think we were talking about James Robinson. Damn. But yeah, anyway, yeah, James Robinson. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Jamal. Well, yeah, he, like he so he got the bulk of the work uh of the carries and everything, and it was similar to that usage last year. But Carlos Howe wasn't like a healthy scratch. They said his his shoulder was uh hurting or something when he got to the stadium, so they decided to make him inactive. So if he's back in the game next week, then I don't think we're going to see the same type of usage from James Robinson. So if there's somebody know. out there that wants to pay RB1 prices, I wouldn't be opposed to that, bro, because, I mean, this is the first game all year when he got this type of usage, and it had to be when Carlos Hyde was out. So unless they but make him gotta, healthy you know, scratches. He got, he got he got less usage, less, less usage last week and still produced to this volume. I, I think it was uh, – uh, one, it was a Thursday. They didn't want to play that early off a of Thursday. And two, we just seen James Robinson dominate. They didn't have to give him the ball as much as they did. You know what I mean? They had nobody else to give it to. Or they could have just threw the ball. You know what I mean? They could have just then not been It wouldn't have been a close game. They've been not running the ball all year. You know what I'm saying? Even with I Carlos Hyde being so the That's what I'm saying. When Carlos Hyde is back, he's going to probably get some of those touches too, bro. This is the yeah. first game all year we've seen him have that type of usage that he had last year, and it was because of Hyde being out, bro. So, LaVisca should know or Marvin Jones for the rest of the season. Um, I'm going Marvin. I'm going Marvin. Uh, Marvin, Just Marvin, more consistent. The, no, the, the higher upside with the touchdowns, but LaVisca, he did look good last night, man. That's 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 a hard one, bro, for me, but uh, I, I'm going Marvin with the upside. Since DJ Shark is out, I'm thinking about trading Robert Woods for 
LaVisca. Like you have hey. Robert Woods, or, or you I would keep, keep him. I would keep LaVisca. Robert Wood. No, he's thinking about trading Robert Woods for LaVisca. <laughs> I would keep Woods. I mean, uh, you, think, you think Woods gets back on track this uh, this season? I mean, he's probably not going to be what we're used to seeing for him, but I think he'll just be more like have a stable, more of a stable floor than LaVisca. Personally, I think, still a high, I think he's still a high powered offense, offense, and eventually, yeah. exactly. So, just check it right there. I already did the trade, by the way. I got scammed. <laughs> if you gave up Tyreek Hill, uh, probably so, bro. Oh uh, yeah. But if you follow us on Twitter, bro, bro and, uh, you, can, you can hit us up for trade questions, man. And you won't yeah. get scammed again. But since you already, uh, that's hard. Lavisca might have a little bit more upside than Robert Woods, but yeah, check out. Fantasy they keep talking him down the field, but that, I mean, remember we were talking about his A dot being so low, bro, and they finally gave right. him the target downfield. So I mean, that that news, yeah, but Shark I mean, is out. Got to see it more than one target. Right, but Shark is out. He ain't gonna have a chance next week. Next week, if she, if she gets more targets down the field, the dude might not want to trade Lavisca for Woods. Uh, let's get y'all got anything else from the Thursday game? Mm. Uh, we got a little bit of news since uh, last time we potted, you know what I mean? So let's just go ahead and go through that just in case we didn't get to those games. Uh, if I already got to it, if I didn't get to the games, we'll talk about it in the games if I already got to it, you know what I mean? So don't stop me. Or stop me if we start talking about it. Uh, Tyler Lockett uh, is going to be practicing, uh, playing on Sunday. He should be good. We already talked about DJ Chart going out. Um, Kyle Shanahan said Kittle is not guaranteed to play on Sunday. That's that's the alarming. Jameson Crowder is expected to play on Sunday. Elijah Moore is out week four with a concussion. Um, Elijah Mitchell is in doubt week four. He's still dealing with shoulder pain. Curtis Samuel is a full go for Sunday. Antonio Gibson is a full go. They both practice today. Uh, Gronk practice today, which is Friday. If you're listening, Lamar Jackson's practice today. No, the Gronk is doubtful. Mm-hmm. He returned to practice today, though. Yeah, he's doubtful, but he's still doubtful. Sure. Okay, yeah, but I think he's still going to play. Uh, Maybe if they practice on Friday, that's what that's what I'd be looking for. If you practice on Friday, I feel like less than five percent chance of players being doubtful. Playing in the game, so that's oh, he's uh, he's listed as doubtful, yes. yes. (laughs) I thought you were saying he's still doubtful, I didn't know he was listed as doubtful. Uh, safe to uh, safe to assume that Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton will be out. Um, Dalvin Cook already ruled out. Dalvin Cook was on at the practice field, so he is still questionable for Sunday. But if you got out. 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 Well, I got his back up. I, got, well, I, got back. I was about to jump for joy. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, Giovanni Bernard out week four. Uh, that's good news if you still got one of those uh, Tampa Bay running backs. Uh, Russell Gage is marked ruled out for week four. Uh, let me see. TJ, uh, Julio Jones, and AJ Brown, the big news. Both of them will be out week four. So that's, that's a big wild. pivot. That's, that's so gross. Uh, we'll get to that this, to this week. Um, Christian McCaffrey is out for Sunday's game, so Trooper Herbert, fire him up. Choo-choo. The Bears still don't know who they're going to start at quarterback. I wouldn't know either after looking at that. That's pretty gross. Um, Daryl Henderson will play on Sunday against the Cardinals after missing um, last week. Chase Claypool didn't practice today. He's listed as questionable. Juju um, doesn't have a injury designation. He's going to play. Carson Wentz is questionable. Deontay Johnson is not on the question, is not on the injury list. Damn, it's a lot of people. Um, Melvin Gordon is going is questionable for Sunday. 
And I think that's it. Hey man, it's it's, yep. it's getting to that grind. A lot of people getting hurt out there. Exactly. We got we did have a couple more questions before we get started. Thanks for the question, Kenny. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, bro. If you like the if you like what you're hearing. Should I trade Mixon for Jonathan Taylor and Ayuk? I would do that. I would say yes. yes. I would definitely like that because I think oh, yeah. Ayuk is coming on, especially if George Kittle, you know what I'm saying, starts to lose a little bit of time. And we've seen Ayuk um come up with the target and depot is so violent bro he, he's it's like he plays like he's bound to get hurt you know what i'm saying i don't wish yeah. injury on any player but i definitely think he is starting to come like, around but even if he wasn't bro i feel like mixing for jonathan taylor is almost a wash and yeah. then you're getting another player who showed you what his upside was last year so i would do that trade definitely yep make sure you like uh, and subscribe shout out to blue crew. chew blue that was or blue kidding. crew <laughs> I thought it was that Blue was Crew. Kenny. This is Blue Crew. <laughs> hey, make sure you uh, like and subscribe. Uh, one and a half point PPR, 12 team super flex. Start Devontae Smith or uh, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Cooks. 35% yeah. target share through three weeks. I'm not saying that. I, and I'm just not trusting Hurts <laughs> right now. You're not really getting the ball to his playmakers like that. Enough. To I do like Devontae Smith play. this week. I just don't like him better than Cooks. It's not a lot of people I like better than Cooks right now. Uh, Wale, thanks for the question, bro. Make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, should I start Brandon Cooks, Kareem Hunt, Pittman Jr., Jacoby A. Rod? God damn, that's a lot of names, bro. Or All these people here, just one. Yeah, I might. For me, it's it's between uh Hubert or Cooks for me, bro. But I, I'm probably oh, just go with Hubert, my Oh, I'm just go with Herbert and the flex. Getting close to 17 touches should be pretty good in that good offense. I would go. PPR. I would go full PPR. I'm, I'm going cooks. cooks. Yeah, I'm going yeah, Cooks. I'm going we don't know. We don't know what that pass passing usage is going to look like for Chubber. I do think he's going to get a lot of touches. I would even like Hunt over Chubber. I, I mean Hubbard. <laughs> I would like. I think Chubber is a better day. Fucking your name, Chubber now. Just I like over his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Hunt over Chubber though. For real, for real. If if I if that was the choice, but I do like Cooks over all of those because we know he's guaranteed the targets in full PPR. That's what you're looking for. And no, uh, you got a good problem to have, bro. But just to put it's it in order, it's kind of like it's uh, Cooks, Hunt, Schubert. Yeah, yeah. Cook, Hubbard. Yeah. Pittman, Jacoby. That's how I rank them. For sure. Uh, one more question before we get into the breakdown. Uh, Kenny, what a follow-up. Um, would you prefer mixing for Taylor and Ayuk or Taylor and Devontae Smith? I personally would like Taylor and Devontae Smith better just because I know Devontae Smith is getting – he has like a 25% target share already. Uh, uh, he's going to keep getting better. I actually will. Goes on. If you keep listening to the show, I think we talked about the Philly. I think I got that game right. Mm. Because if you – target share, 24 uh, actually, Jalen Rhaegar has a higher target share than um, Devontae Smith. That was one. Of, that was one of my nuggets for the show. But I let I let it go. That's yeah, one of the gems. That's, that's what I would prefer over him. I would like the Ayuk still. Oh shit! Me personally, make sure you uh, like and subscribe. Keep listening. You know what I'm saying when we get to that game. Uh, but let oh um shit. I don't know. I think Carlos started off, but let's get into the episode. Uh, with the first game, if you're listening to this, it's your first time listening to this, the best game-by-game game fantasy football uh, 
breakdown in the land uh if you did if you don't hear the game you're looking for on this episode go listen to the last episode or check out uh ff in session this weekend man we're gonna have our first primer up for you guys um but anyway the first game we're getting into is the tennessee titans at the jets right yep uh the titans seven points favorites with an over under 44 you got anything else nope um, all right <laughs> julio and aj are both out um that is gross so what are you doing in this game los how, how are you how are you treating this game well uh that's of course that's the top two options so it's not a lot of you know talent out there receiver wise um for him so i'm ranking Tannehill as like a fringe starter this week um still think he's a solid option in qb2 leagues but i believe there's other options if you're uh, in a one qb league Last week was the first week all year that he scored over 20 points, and I think it happened because of 56 rush yards because he threw for 200 or less than 200 yards and also added two interceptions. So with A.J. Brown and Julio out this week, they just I don't think they're going to be needed, you know, needing Tattahill like that against the Jets. And also the Jets, I mean, on paper, they're stout against the pass, allowing the second fewest points. But I believe that is because he's been blowing the Jets out and they just don't need to pass like that against them. They could just, you know, run it down the throat. So um, fringe starter for me, um, but still okay as a QB2. Another fringe, just out of necessity, uh, is the Westbrook Ekine. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I said that right. You know not to ask me. Just go go with Westbrook. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, he led the team in receiving yards last week with uh, A.J. Brown out and then Julio missing, like, pretty much the whole second half. So he should see the volume this week, even though it's probably not going to be that much. But if you have Julio or A.J. Brown, you don't have a lot of options on waivers, and you just need somebody to uh, slide in your lineup, then I think he is going to, you know, lead the team in receiving yards this week. So um, still a French French starter for me, though. I think he's more of like a – maybe like a DFS play, really. Yeah, um, I wouldn't force him in my lineups. I know, like, it's, it's, it's you know, I know it, it looks good. All the wide receivers being out, you think he's gonna get all the targets, but like you said, this could be a, easily a Derrick Henry exactly. run for 5,000 yards. Talk about Derrick Henry, he might just yeah. be the RB1 this week because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so on to the Jet side, it's pretty, pretty slim over here, also. Um, slim thickness. Michael Carter is a sit, but I just wanted to talk about him because uh, he is – I just wanted to bring him up because he's starting to take over the backfield, played the most snaps, and has the most opportunities over the last two weeks. So don't drop him, man. Um, he, I think he's going to, like, continue to get more involved in the offense and um, maybe be more solid, like, in that second half of the year. Also has the most yards at the contact per attempt, missed tackles force, and highest elusive rating on the team. So he is the best guy out there. It's just they suck really bad, so he's not getting a lot of opportunities. I know that um, that a lot of people – well, I've been off Corey Davis the last couple of weeks because he's been playing like the Phantom of the Opera in defenses in both weeks. How do you feel about him going in this game? Well, I mean, I had him down as a fringe start, but I think he could be safely started as a wide receiver three this week now that uh, Elijah Moore is going to be out. Because um, you remember Elijah Moore was pretty involved in the offense. Um, and Corey Davis led the target, uh, led the team in targets last week and now has a 21% target share through three games. Um, so I think he's a, a, a decent wide receiver three. I guess it depends on your other options. But um, with that type of value, I think he could be solid as a wide receiver three. And, of course, the Jets are heavy underdogs, so they're going to have to throw to keep up with the Titans. And they're allowing the second most points to receivers. So seeing the volume, good matchup. Um, I think he's a, a pretty good uh, play as a wide receiver three this week. 
it's it's uh, it sounds good in theory, but that Zach Wilson boy, he and he doesn't even look bad. It's just that Jets offense. It looks garbage. Yeah, like man. that yeah, offensive man. line looked terrible. He got an arm on him now. I do think he still has potential. I'm not. I haven't given up on mm-hmm. the Zach Wilson like in dynasty formats. I do. I don't think he's a trade. I think he's going to look good. Like as he gets more, he got to stop forcing the ball into places like where he could do at BYU. Like you can't do that in the NFL. Like everybody's a, a NFL talent. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all I got. That, Everybody else has uh, said I'm not sorry, Zach Wilson. J- Jamison Crowder maybe, but it is his first game back, so I would like to see it first on the field. And um, no tight ends and no other running backs. So it's not really looking good for the Jets offense. They only have like four or five uh, decent games where they play a, a somewhat easy defense to rest on. Or like Buffalo, uh, of course, that's they come from Miami, Philly, New Orleans. So it's gonna be rough for them this year. They play some Actually. tough defenses. All right, now let's get into the let's get into the next game. We got the Kansas City Chiefs at the Philadelphia Eagles with the Chiefs being seven and a half point favorites with a 54 and a half point over under. Yeah. If I was a betting man, I would be scared off of these points because every time that Philly have has been uh in one of these high over under games, they've been disappointing. So I would I would pump your brakes. That's just if I was betting the the over under. Uh I would take the points though. Um I would take Kansas City and the No, I'm talking about I would take oh, Kansas City Kansas, winning yeah. with the points. Um, but Mahomes, man, now uh, has thrown – I looked this up. It was crazy to me. Multiple interception games in just five times in his four years. Uh, that's a crazy number. Uh, and last week against the Chargers, he did throw two interceptions. He gets the Eagles with the six pass six in passing yards allowed with only 181, but it's Mahomes. So what do you? What does that matter? Um, he just he – had, he had a bad game from Mahomes' standards and still scored 20-plus points. So – of course, you can fire him up out there. CEH with his first 100-yard rushing game since week one in his rookie year. Um, 17 rushes, 100 yards, uh, two re- uh, receptions, and nine yards for a touchdown. Uh, Carlos, I remember Carlos, when he got that reception touchdown, Carlos said, look what happened when you get targets. We got yeah, two yeah. targets. <laughs> Wait, hey, we see what he did. I mean, you see what he did, though. He had that text message. He also looked way better on the ground, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened when you get touches? Uh, CEH has only seen over four targets five times in his whole career, so the targets just doesn't look like that's something that they want to give him. Uh, This will be a great game to try it out against the Eagles, who are um, who are giving up what the twelfth most fantasy points to the running back position with eighteen a game and one hundred and thirty three yards on the ground. Uh, And he was one of the best passing receiving backs out of college, so I don't see why they don't do it to him. I mentioned Tyreek Hill with his two quiet games. two quiet games in a row, only 11 targets in two weeks. That's coming off a 15-target week one. Uh, he will be against Avante Maddox, who was graded a 79 by PFF and covering the slot where Tyreek spends a lot of his time at, but he's being targeted 23% of the time. So you just got to keep riding that wave until he gets back on board, man. Um, Travis Kelsey, always doing Travis Kelsey shit, so you got to start him. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Jalen Hurts, man, number five in most QB, uh, most fantasy football uh, rankings. Um, 39 attempts last week, 326 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, nine rushes for 35. Most of those coming in garbage time, and he didn't look good for most of that game. Like if you had Jalen Hurts as your starting quarterback, you was you was 
throwing up like the whole first half. Like you was happy when he came out there and he was doing that bullshit at the end. Unless but he didn't throw, unless he didn't hold on, unless he didn't throw the ball to Dallas Goddard the whole second half and Zach Ertz kept getting the ball and then you lose by point twelve. But anyway, yeah, he didn't look bad as a passer. Uh it's it sucks. They're not really Helping him out too much either, though. You don't see any type of motion, any type of like roll. I mean, I guess you see a little bit more rollouts, but it's just it's, it's no type of no motion. It's five step dropbacks, bro. Like it's just it's, it's I don't know, bro. It's like these coaches don't want to conform their game plan to their quarterback, bro. Like it's bro. not no traditional quarterback. They're not even running the ball. It's just weird. Like <laughs> you got what? Why not? I just take a page out of 49ers when they had Cap and uh, Frank Gorge. It got. Just keep doing the option. You're going you're gonna to mess them up. That's all you got to do is the option. It's simple. I need to be a head coach. Sign me Speak, up. Speaking of not running the ball, Miles Sanders only rushed twice last week. Um, right. What? And only saw four targets, caught three of them for 28 yards. He now had two back-to-back weeks under 10 points, the, but he's still the number 36 in elusive rating and number nine in breakaway percentage among running backs. So it's not Miles Sanders that sucks. Uh, the explosiveness is still there. Kenneth Gainwell is also playing 30% of the snaps. Um, he caught um, four uh, passes for 34 yards, or I think he got four touches for 34 yards. Uh, between the two of them, they only had three red zone carries all year. That's another red flag that I saw when looking at them. They're not getting the touches in the red zone where it matters. Jalen Hurts is uh, still in a lot of touchdowns from them. Kansas City is, however, giving up the third most fantasy points to the running back position, allowing 23 points to them a game, and they're tied for second in touchdowns allowed to running backs on the ground, so hopefully this could be a game where one of the running backs get into the end zone. I like Miles Sanders. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell well, if he got to be a sit for me for now, um, the the snap percentage he's playing is not good enough. And I thought he was getting more red zone carries than he was, but he's in the red zone. Uh, he's in the game when they're in the red zone a lot. He's just not getting the carries. Yeah, Jalen hurts. Uh, On to the wide receivers we talked about, Devonta Smith and Jalen Rager. After a big week one where he caught six passes, he only caught five in the last two weeks. I'm talking about Devonta Smith, and he's only being targeted on eighteen percent of his routes ran. Um, he will be seeing Mike Hughes, Mike Hughes or DeAndre Baker on the outside, who are both middle of the road uh, cornerbacks, giving up a 65% catch rate, um, both over a 65% catch rate. Both of them are. Jalen Rager is being targeted on more routes than um, Devonta Smith on 20% of his routes, and he has ran 18 less routes than Smith. Um, so when he's on the exactly. field and so running, looks- he's. It looks a little, it looks a little inflated. That's why I would say that. So, but I would so say like, does have he, a higher target share. But Jalen Rager is targeting on more of his routes because he's only active. 18, though. Only 18. Yeah, it's not that much, but I mean that they, they're targeting Devontae Smith farther down the field, also 15 compared to eight. So it's still Devontae Smith, the guy out there, and he's yeah, getting think. more air yards than him. But I mean, Jalen Rager, he's he's, he's startable. Okay this year. Yeah, he's been okay this I think, year. I think that's what I'm saying. Uh, and Kansas City is giving up the six most fantasy points to the uh, wide receiver position. So I think both of them are startable for me. Mm-hmm. Quez Watkins still um, haven't seen over three targets. I know when he does touch the ball, it's explosive, but you can't start that. Nothing more than DFS play for me. Uh, the tight end situation is pretty gross. Last week, uh, Goddard played 59% of the snaps, and Ertz played. 52 percent um Ertz has seen more other targets this season um seven and Goddard only seen four last week the volume is now split which we thought Goddard was going to get most of the volume because we thought Zach Ertz would be traded to Zimbabwe Zimbabwe or somewhere I don't know um the Chiefs have given up 
16 receptions to the tight end position off 20 targets and allowed 232 yards, but they haven't allowed a touchdown yet. And so that's one of the big things uh, with the volume being as low as it is from Jalen Hurts. I don't know how you can fully start both of them, but I feel like at this point, if you got Goddard, you probably don't have a, too many pivot points unless you can find something on the waiver wire, maybe. And even if something on the waiver wire, I probably wouldn't start over Goddard just because of the potential for him to get uh, the, yeah. one of those tight end one games. So, but with Zach Ertz getting seven targets, I feel like you could start Zach Ertz too. I feel like those that's who he throws the ball to because he trusts the tight ends. I don't know, bro. I'm just, I really don't want to start any, any either of them. Just watching that, watching them play though, like you can clearly see anybody with a post can clearly see that Godair is better <laughs> than Ertz at this yeah. stage of their careers, bro. Like Godair got like how many yards after the catch, bro? Compared to Ertz last week, bro, it was it's like mm-hmm. night and day, bro. So I just I don't understand it, bro. It's weird. So I, I, if you have if you have them and you want to start them as a tight end, I feel like you can. But um, if you have other options, I would definitely start other options. Would you start Jared Cook or Dallas Goddard? Yeah, still names like that. You're not starting like uh, let's go with another one. John Smith or Goddard? Goddard. Uh, one last one. Hunter Henry or Goddard? The same team, Goddard. Got her. Yeah. Got a quick they're, question. They're, they're facing the same problem. Freaking mm-hmm. Jonas Smith and Hunter right. Henry. Exactly. But that's all I got from that game. We get on to the next game. We got the Gibson or Swift Swift. Swift. I don't know. Gibson got a good matchup this yeah, week. Yeah, Gibson played the Falcons this week. Uh, I don't care. I don't care. But Swift is getting – he's the number two target the on the team. He's he played the Bears. Yeah, he's leading, leading the uh, running backs and targets too. So yeah. yeah. And you get the coach saying that he's going to get more opportunities going forward. So it's definitely Swift for me. Uh, what's up, boss man, fat man? If you ain't um, already subscribing, make sure you subscribe, leave a comment, uh, leave a like. Do whatever they do, what they do, what they do. But anyway, man, on to the next game. We got the Seattle Seahawks at the two and a half point favorite 49ers with an over under 52 points. A lot of points being scored here. Russell West, Russell Wilson almost did it. Um, only two yards shy of a 300 game, a 300 yard game last week, but they've lost. They, you know, what I'm saying they're one and two, and we already know what it looks like when the coaches go when they when the Seahawks start losing. And uh, Pete Carroll feel like Russell Wilson is throwing the ball too much. So, are you scared that they will stop cooking, Javar? Like that's—I think that's what people are scared of. Like the Russell West, the Russell Wilson experience might be over a little bit. No, I still think uh, Russ is a must-start against this uh, tough defensive line. He will cook against the 49ers. They are giving up the six most points to quarterbacks in PPR leagues. So, I think you gotta you, you gotta roll Russ back out there. He won the top quarterback so far this year in fantasy. Chris Carson is always a must start in this offense that scores. He has scored three touchdowns through three games. So he, he's going to get a couple red zone touches each week. He's always locked and loaded and running back two spot. Wide receivers on this team, uh, the 49ers have given up seven most points to wide receivers in PPR. Lock it. Will have down weeks like he did last week, but he will also have great weeks like in week one. So you, he is always startable. If he's playing, you can never leave him on the bench. DK should be leading the team in targets uh, moving forward and be more consistent. So you starting both of those guys. Everett, uh, he doesn't have a good matchup, nor does he see enough targets. So he's, out. Hit that guy. he's out. He's out of here. All right. What about your boy Will Disley? Yo! So, uh, <laughs> what the fuck was that? Oh, no, 
he wasn't ready for a joke. He was in he was in like analyst hey, mode. Boy. Hey, if you if you don't know, the joke is that Javar thought that Gerald Everett was gonna be a good tight end this year. Yeah, he looking like he's washed. Anything looking else like on this side? I nope. I think that's yeah, yeah. that covers it. I'm just hoping. Oh, that Alex Collins though? He's been getting getting some uh some good playing time. Uh, Carson, you know, has a history of being nicked up, so that's one of those stash players if he's available out there and you got room on your bench. I think Chris Carson is also a great buy right now because, I, like I said, man, if the Seahawks keep losing, they're not going to keep throwing the ball. Like, Russell Wilson is not going to keep throwing the ball. That's, like, we've seen it over the years. Pete Carroll is going to find a way to run the ball. And with the division being as close as it is, like, Seattle has to win because the Rams are winning and the Cardinals are winning. So, I don't know. I think I'm on the opposite, bro. Like, I, I think would so? him high because he scored every single week, which, you know, is not going to happen every week. And he's not being targeted like he was last last year. So without those touchdowns, bro, right, he's in that RB three range, bro. Like even mm-hmm. even if he starts running the ball more and he's still not getting targets like he was last year, it's gonna be in that RB two range. So yeah. I would sell high off these touchdowns that he's been getting, man, because uh, it's, it's he's gonna be like RB three if he doesn't score based on his usage that he's getting right now. I can dig it. I can dig it. Moving on to the 49ers, you got your boy Jimmy G. He has starter appeal in quarterback two leagues, but not one. He's going against a tough defense that allowed around 20 points per game to quarterbacks. He's a back-end quarterback, too, on a run-heavy team. Um, Start Trey Lance, please, Jesus. No, bro. God damn. Shake it up. If Mitchell plays, he's a great flex play. Uh, I heard his injury would just be due to um, if it hurts or not to him. So it's our we got two days for that. I'm gonna go with Sherman is a, is a good flex play if he plays. If he does not play Sherman, I still got Sherman as a, a running back three. They're gonna find somebody else to get the ball to. But um, if either one of them play, you gotta start him up in the flex. Uh, the Seahawks have allowed the most fantasy points to running backs this year. So that should be very helpful for you. So definitely start both of those guys as they play. Uh, moving on, Debo is a must start as he leads, he leads the teams in reception and yards. Ayuk is still not showing up. We're sitting that guy. Kittle was more involved last week and his fantasy production showed. Hopefully he can be kept, can keep it rolling this week as the Seahawks is the ace. Eighth most points allowed to tight ends in the PPR leagues. You uh, said Ayuk not. I don't know, man. I think he got pretty involved last week. That what you said? No, I he just got said, more involved than he he was getting. He did like his routes ran. I think ticked up too. Also, um, but he, I mean, six, he he only got six targets and what he had like thirty yards. Just that touchdown deodorant made him look a little mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. But he I don't think that was a good thirty yards. Being good. banged up though, bro. Like yeah, for sure, for sure. I think he's a star as a flex. Obviously, with three slash flex. I like it. I wouldn't would be mad at it, but, you know, you can roll with it. <laughs> so you would be mad at it? No, no, no. I'm not too bad. You know, flex, because people start like, who you starting your flex? Brandon Ayuk or? Christian Kirk. I'm going Kirk. Brandon Ayuk or Sammy Watkins? Um, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I go with Ayuk. Or Tim Patrick. Um, Mike. Tim Patrick. I might go Tim Patrick. 
this is what people are thinking Patrick. about. Like this, because you got the back Patrick. of your the back of your lineup at this. That's a point. good question out there, Tim Patrick or you too. Yeah. Or like yeah, a Henry Ruggs. thirty-seven and thirty-eight right now, so right next Henry, to each other. Henry Ruggs and are you? This off the dome. Oh, I'm going Henry Ruggs. They're they're upside. Ruggs looks pretty good. Yeah, there. seven. I, I'll get to that game when we get there. But yeah, go ahead, bro. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I got up on that game. Yeah, I like it. I'll be on the lookout. Uh, if definitely if George Kittle doesn't play, I'm definitely starting. Now you gave it what I can. Uh, James Robinson or Gibson. Well, James Robinson already played this week. Yeah, so I don't know like, he's going there. forward. Yeah, I would go. Gibson oh, going there. forward. Uh, yeah, Gibson, if I'm trade wise, I want Gibson. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, on to the next game. I lost a little track of where I was at. That was rhyming. If you ain't know what timing it was. Ooh, on to the next game. We got the uh, Arizona Cardinals at the four and a half point uh, over. Four and a half point favorite at Rams with an over under fifty four and a half points. Hey, they, they got a lot of good games this weekend, especially like the the, the second half, the second half of the season. Yeah, bro. Like it almost makes me mad when I pay for the NFL ticket and like it be shitty games on at the on the like the second half, and then I can't even watch the local games. Can't even watch it. Yeah, it makes Sucks. me so mad. But anyway, man, Kyler Murray last week didn't throw a touchdown, but still ran for one. Uh, he gets that vicious Rams defense this week, uh, who's only allowing nineteen fantasy points. Uh, points two quarterbacks. How you feel about Kyler Murray in this game? Start him. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could give him fits, but I mean, come on now. You, now you're thinking about sitting Kyler Murray at this point. Um, so just maybe just be aware that it could be kind of ugly, but I think with that rushing upside, he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. moving on to the running backs for Arizona, Chase Edmonds is a start for me. He's averaging 11.2 points per game in half PPR leagues, but he hasn't scored a touchdown yet, so. The fact that he's averaging double-digit points, that just shows you what his – or double-digit points without a touchdown just shows you what his floor is. We know the touchdowns are coming, um, so you just uh, – I think anybody that has him is pretty happy with his production so far from where you drafted at. So um, blow-up game is coming, and it very well could be coming this week in this high over-under game. Also tied for third in targets among um, running backs, and he's still getting about 10 carries um, a game between the tackles, so – Super safe floor, um, running back two, I would say, with that RB1 upside if he scores a touchdown this week. Um, Connor, I'm not starting him. Uh, last week, I, I mentioned that he would need to be you know, a touchdown or bust. He would need to get a touchdown to be relevant. He got two of them. So, I mean, that's what you're banking on with James Connor. I don't think that's going to be the case this week because the Rams are not a bad rush defense. So, um, you're sitting him. Um, as far as other starts uh, to receiver, I'm going with Christian Kirk. He is a start for me. Uh, he's been the produ- most productive se- uh, receiver so far this year, averaging 14 and a half points per game, Hard- highest yards per route run at 303. Um, also leads all receivers on the Cardinals in catches, yards, yards per reception, and average depth of target. And he's been targeted on 22% of his routes. So, um, Ramsey has been playing a lot of slot, and that's where Kirk plays. But with Hopkins in town this week, I'm pretty – I think it's safe to assume that Ramsey is going to be on Hopkins this week. So that will be great news for Kirk. Um, it will make life way easier for him in that slot. And so if that happens, I think he's a solid wide receiver two this week. Back end up wide receiver two, front end wide receiver three for Kirk. Um, no sits, outright sits, except counter for the Cardinals. Um, French players, of course, you're going to start. 
DeAndre Hopkins, but I am tippering expectations this week. Um, he's third on the team at targets behind Christian Kirk and AJ freaking Green somehow. Um, he, but good news is he has ran the most routes um, so far. So um, it just it sucks to see it's more options out there, but it is good that he's out there running routes. And he's also been dealing with a rib injury that's clearly living him last week. Um, he only had 21 yards on three catches, so that's not good news. Um, and then, of course, you got the Ramsey situation. Um, he's probably going to be shadowing him. So um, he has pretty much had his way almost like he had no like Hopkins, Hopkins gains on him. But, you know, um, I don't think he's just going to shut Hopkins down if he is healthy. So I'm hoping that the rib, rib injury does, you know, heal up a little bit more for him so he can be closer to that 100%. And then uh, A.J. Green is another French start for me, averaging six targets a game so far. And he had a breakout game last week, catching five of his six, six targets for 112 yards. Um, he's played 86% of his snaps on the right side. They're one of the teams that don't move around their receivers, so he's going to be on that right side pretty much all game. Uh, so his primary matchup will be against David Long Jr., who's um, only allowing a 58% catch rate. So I guess, yeah, that's why he's a French starter. I guess. I guess, yeah, I guess that's why he's a French, French starter. Um, so... Uh, flex play this week if you uh you know need another option out there in a potential shootout. Always elevate players a little bit more if they're going to be in this high scoring game. So that's why I think he's a French start. How do you feel about um your boy Rondell Moore after the the trap game last week? Everybody started him after the big game, and then he came out and disappointed last week. And that's and that's always going to be the case for him, bro. Because I mean, if you're fourth on the team in routes run, bro, it's just you're going to be volatile. So. Of course, when he's out there and, and, you know, he gets these targets, then, of course, he's going to have great games because he is – I mean, he's a playmaker, bro. But you're playing with fire until we see him get on the field more and run more routes, then I am going to sit him until, you know, I see more opportunities for him. How long has Jalen Ramsey been there? Like three years probably? Since 2018? I thought it was this. No, tomorrow. He played one full year last year, and then I think he got traded to the Rams the year before last, like in the middle of the year. All right, so in the last – well, let's go with just the last three games. Um, DeAndre Hopkins has scored at least 15 points in the games against the Rams that um, he played except one. So gotcha. he missed he, – in the last four games, he played three of them. He scored uh, five points in one of them and then 15 in the other two. So it's not like – I don't know why people are so scared off of him. And it's but the thing though. is – and the, the thing is – and this is why I always bring up, like, primary matchup and – and even in shadow situations, it's not going to be 100% of the time that he's on D-Hop. Uh, I heard Mike Clay earlier today say that last year, I don't know about the, the previous two times, but last year in Ramsey's coverage, he only has, uh, I think, six targets, and he had like 53 yards in Ramsey's coverage. So Ramsey does do a good job on um, Hopkins. You're just hoping that he gets most of his production when he's not on Ramsey. So that's just something to keep in mind. For sure. Uh, oh, got another one. Uh, shout out to Ricardo Milo's my hero. Make sure you um subscribe and follow the podcast if you haven't already. Should I trade Gibson and Thielen for McCaffrey? No, I wouldn't do it. Not now. Not now. Yeah, I can't I trade like for players, bro. Thielen on yeah, fire, bro. He'll touch down machine. Gibson will come along eventually. He can all uh, he getting all the carries in the backfield, and it's gonna amount to some talented. Yeah. Uh, shout out if he was to healthy, Cal. bro. If he was healthy, I'm I'm taking McCaffrey. I don't care what right, right. or Dino do. I'm taking McCaffrey, but he's just not the case. Yeah. So. 
No. Shout out to Kyle Ellis. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Leave a like. 10 team PPR trade hunt for Pitts. I don't think Hunts ever gets in my lineup. Meanwhile, Pitts would every week. Yes, trade. Yeah, for I'll do that. Full PPR for sure. And it's a 10 man league. You're not going to. Pitts also Pitts and Fett for the rest of the season. Full PPR. I'm, I'm going to go Fett. He, he getting fed. But Judy is going to come back. Ooh, and he's going to hurt. I'm He's gonna come back, but it's not telling how long it's gonna take for him to get back into game shape. And with uh, Hamler also being out for the year, yeah, I think I, I like Fant. Yeah, I like Fant. They offense look a lot much better than the Falcons. Yeah, man. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Uh, Marcus hey! Martin Victoria just crossed a hundred scrub, a hundred subs. Nice. Do you guys? do anything oh did we do anything oh we got an episode 100 coming i think next friday so we'll probably do something you know what i'm saying a little special celebration uh, did y'all know we got 100 subs already i looked yeah, at i knew the- that yeah i oh, just posted man. it on twitter man if you could be if you 101 shout out to you bro or if you was already in 100 shout out to the first 100 um appreciate you Mark. And, and one more before we get back to the breakdown ricardo my hero uh should i trade should i try it all traded for mccaffrey the answer is yes always try to get mccaffrey you know what i'm saying especially if the owner is not high on mccaffrey right now but i just wouldn't give up no starters yeah i wouldn't give up and i would give up a, you got to give up a starter for mccaffrey but i just wouldn't I would give up two. I wouldn't give up two. I mean, I would I would, I think Thielen is a good piece to throw in there. I feel like Thielen is extendable, but it would be the running back that I would give him. Imagine I would if try you to did that last year on the assumption yeah. that McCaffrey came back and you did that shit last year. Mm-hmm. Like, it's he just, came back for one game and missed all year. I just don't like trading for a hurt players just for that reason, bro. It's especially when it's like a when it's something like the hamstring that lingers, bro. So you know that's what I'm worried. It's the hamstring, it ain't nothing the soft like, tissue. Right, right. So that's what I'm really worried about. And you have two solid players in Thielen and Gibson that you would need and will that and that's playing this week. So I would just stay put. Appreciate hey, the sub. Appreciate the he sub. He did say Thielen was on his bench though. So I mean, I guess if he's a bench player, you're not starting him every week. Maybe, yeah. Um all right. Yeah, so just this the last one before we get into the breakdown. Uh Emmanuel Sanders versus the Texans of Juju at Green Bay. That's a Ben Big Ben looks so ass. I just can't like I can't, bro. I can't. If it's full PPR, I think Juju's floor will be safe enough to start him. But half PPR or standard, I'm going Emmanuel Sanders just for the upside. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I might not need to throw that much, but I mean he's he's second on the team in uh in production, he hasn't. He ain't second on team in targets, but he's second on team in production. Um, and he has that upside. You know, he's he like I said, he caught all um, both his deep targets last week, so they are targeting him down the field. So he has more upside than Juju. Oh, sure. oh, Juju's uh, safer, and Emmanuel Samuel Emmanuel Sanders has the higher floor. Emmanuel Sanders, make sure you uh make sure you subscribe, LeBron's um. And Dynasty Python, shout out on 100 uh, hey, subscribers. Thanks, man. Appreciate, appreciate that, bro. That. Hey, it's a celebration. Make sure you subscribe if you have it. Hey, I forgot. Where we was at? Uh, we're on to the Ram side on okay. this matchup. So starts, I am starting Daryl Henderson. Um, he's He is going to play this week. It's already been confirmed by McVay. Um, Rams are averaging 20 attempts per game and a little over three targets per game. So that's about 23 opportunities. So. They are running the ball and, and involving their running backs in the game plan. So um, uh, he's a great start this week. 
Also saw four carries from his side to five in during his first two weeks. So that's about well, yeah, not about that's two a game. So that's great to see also. And with them giving them so many opportunities, uh, I think he has top 15 upside this week in a high score matchup. So Daryl Henderson is a smash start this week for me. Um, Tyler Higby, he's more of a fringe start, but I mean, if you just like uh, the state of tight ends, like if you have Higby, you probably don't have anybody else better than him. Um, he's ran a uh, route on 86% of Stafford's drop back so far this year, and he's caught 11 of his 12 targets so far for 114 yards and a touchdown. So Arizona is giving up the third fewest points to tight ends, but it might be a little misleading because they played uh, Tennessee, Minnesota, and Jacksonville. So they don't really have, you know, any great options at tight end. So I wouldn't, you know, look too deep into the matchup. Um, of course, the upside is going to be capped because Cooper Cup is, is taking all the targets, bro. He's mm. such a target hog out there. So, but you don't see many route, uh, tight ends running as many routes as uh, Higby or as frequently as Higby does. So, I think he's a fine, fine play this week. Mm-hmm. Another French start I got is Robert Woods. Um, he just the opportunity just hasn't been there so far. It's not what we are accustomed to seeing for Woods. Uh, he only only has a nineteen percent target share compared to a thirty five percent for that is insane, bro. Thirty five percent, bro. Um, but the good news is that it's a like I said, it's a high scoring game. And uh, Arizona is allowing the 10th most points per game to receivers. So I think he could be started in a, uh, as a wide receiver three this week. And, I'm, uh, st- I'm still at the place where Robbie Woods going to have to earn his way into my, into my lineup again. I, I can't feel comfortable putting him out there. So the only reason I'm giving, the only reason I'm giving Allen Robinson a chance just off the strength of where I drafted him at, if I have him, And just mm. because, you know what I'm saying? Like I can't sit my first or second round draft pick because that has so, kept crippled my team. Robert Woods or Michael Pittman? 12 targets uh, last two weeks. Michael Pittman? I feel uh, safe. I feel like I've, I got to go with Woods. You got two broke, I mean, two hurt ankles over there to, with your quarterback. He ain't be able to do too much. Uh, Kenny Galladay. I think I go Pittman. I think I go, I think I go Woods there. I'm going. I'm going Galladay over Woods. Yeah, I'm going Galladay. I'm going Galladay over Woods. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I think I got Galladay over Woods. I got on one spot ahead of Woods right now. Did we talk about yeah, the Giants last game? In the uh, flick, because if we yes, did, I, I want to. If I did, yeah. I want to mention. Now that we know both wide receivers is out, how do you feel about Evan Ingram? I mentioned him. Like I, I yeah, yeah. yeah. I said no, if, he, if he's if he sat, then if those two receivers sat, then he should see more targets this week. Right. I think the matchup not good for him, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, one more, one more. Uh, Tim Patrick or Robert Woods? Tim Patrick. I think I go Woods there. Uh, gotta go Bobby Trees over Pittman. I don't know, man. Pittman getting the targets, man. The volume is there. Yeah. Uh, but, I, all right, yeah, man. I'll go Woods. On to the next game. We got the Baltimore Ravens at the Denver Broncos with a pick'em. Uh, so it's no favorites in this game. Over under 45 points. Uh, Lamar Jackson still only thrown three touchdowns all year, um, but has at least 50 rushing yards in each game. So that's what you want to see. Still the number eight fantasy quarterback. He is going up against the Broncos, arguably one of the best defenses in the league. Um, giving up the fewest fantasy points to the quarterback position, only 11 points all year, 11 points a game all year. Uh, Tyson Williams, 
Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman. Williams only had five touches last week. That was pretty alarming. I needed him to win. Um, so, but he didn't come through for me just like the rest of my team. But anyway, but he did lead the backfield in snaps. So that's something you want to see. Murray only playing 33% of the snaps and Freeman only playing 16. So I know a lot of people talk about Tyson Williams not getting the snaps, but I didn't think J.K. Dobbins was going to get all the snaps either. Um, so I feel like he's just getting that J.K. Dobbins uh, amount of the workload, and I feel like that's fine. As long as we don't see him start dipping and Latavius Murray start the game more, I feel like that's fine. Latavius Murray is Gus Edwards, and I'm cool with a J.K. Dobbins uh, substitute. Um, so he still leads the team in targets also, and he's tied with um, Latavius Murray in red zone carries. Uh, the Broncos are tied for no, the first – are tied for first with the fewest amount of fantasy points given to the running back. So it's going to be a rough game for them. Um, but I still think you start Tyson in the rough spot just because of that um, expected guaranteed volume. Uh, the rest of them, I would never think about anyway. Guaranteed uh, volume? You got five touches last week, bro. You I mean, but, but uh, yeah, that is very true. Well, I said expected. I said expected guaranteed volume. Yeah. I think they going to run the ball. Well, I don't know what kind of – I mean, it's, it's, it's a little – if I can go somewhere else where I know somebody's going to get some touches, some for sure touches, I might pivot. All right. But, uh, Tyson three. Williams or Damian Williams? I mean, Dame, yeah, Damian Harris. Harris. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tyson. Tyson. Against, I mean, he's going against Tampa Bay, bro. Uh, Tyson um, Williams or Mike Davis? Mike. Mike Davis. Again, he he's still getting a good amount of shares. Um, I don't know, man. I I, I still I like I like Tyson Williams. Everybody does, bro. We, I think we all yeah. can agree that he's the best running back out there, bro. But I mean, his matchup is horrible. Has kind of gone down each week, and then last week, bro, it's just it was weird. They always lost the game because they didn't run the freaking. They weren't giving the best running back the ball. It seems like, bro. So. It sucks to see, man. I hope they uh hope that doesn't continue, bro. Because like I said, he is the most explosive running back out there. So it's just it's they also didn't run the ball shot. a lot, period, last week. So it wasn't like they just was, you know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. little bit that they did run, he was running the most out of it. So that, that, until they, until they do that though, until they give him more work, I think I'm viewing him as a running back three. I can dig it. I mm. hope they was watching film this week. It's like, damn, my bad, Ty. You the best running back out of the group. Damn, my bad, Ty. Look at that play there. All right. You gonna get more. You definitely, you definitely would have won if you took that second though. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Gabe, what happened? Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I really yeah, new yeah, shiny yeah. toy, new shiny toy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need him either. I don't even need him. I know, like, man, nah, it was really yeah, just because you don't want to give me Kyle Pitts. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, he hate hate on the trade, blocking another trade because he yeah, can't. Fuck you, always need Kyle Pitts. No, I'm not gonna help your team. Uh, Hollywood, Marquise Hollywood Browns or Sammy Watkins. Uh, Brown leads Watkins by three in target department, twenty three to twenty. Brown is still being targeted on twenty seven percent of his routes ran, and Watkins is getting a healthy twenty percent. Both at least seeing six targets in um all three games. And only missing Brown only missed the end zone once, and Sammy Watkins still hasn't found the end zone. Watkins is, I think, a, a good wide receiver three. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, he would. You know what I'm saying? He's not leading the team in targets. Uh, that didn't happen because Hollywood is out here. You know what I'm saying? Looking like a comp, comp, comfortable wide receiver, but it is a bad matchup. The Broncos are giving up the ninth fewest fantasy points to the, the wide receiver position. But if they are going to give up points, I guess it will be to the wide receivers. It won't be on the ground. 
but it's just Baltimore runs the ball so much. Uh, Patrick Sertain and Kyle Fuller, both highly graded cornerbacks, giving up under 63% of the catch rate. Um, but I think with the volume, they're both good flex plays. Uh, Mark Andrews finally saw his first 100-yard game last week in seven targets. Now um, five targets in, a, in, all, in each of his first three games. Uh, tied for seventh amongst tight ends uh, with targets. Touchdowns here, has, that's where he's been struggling at in previous years. That's something he could depend on. But they just haven't been there just because they have more options now. Uh, the Broncos are getting up the third fewest points to the tight end position. So if you do have Mark Andrews, I'm pretty sure you can't sit him. But I would temper my, temper my expectations just because I don't think he's going to have a good game this week. I don't think we need to gloss over the fact, though. I, I think um, Marquise is clearly the wide receiver to start out there. For sure. Um, he had two monster games in the first two weeks, and he literally could have had another monster game last week. He dropped three would-be touchdowns, bro. So he catches one of those, bro. He, we're not even like – he's not even a question. Thinking about it. guy yeah. out there, yeah. So that's not – I don't. that's not going to happen every week. So I think uh, – for me personally, I would start him as like a back end wide receiver too, and then Watkins as a flex. But they both startable though. I feel yeah, like they both startable. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing to keep in mind though is Bateman is practicing now though, so um, it will be. It's going to be interesting to see how that kind of divvies up. I mean, he was a first round rookie, bro. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen immediately, but it is something to you know keep an eye. The out first round rookie that missed training camp. That is true. That is true. We'll see. Uh, <clears throat> on the other side, uh, last question. Uh, now, we appreciate the questions. We just be trying to get through the show. We know y'all want to be here two hours. Uh, last question for Kyle. Hopefully, you subscribed. Um, 10 team PPR. Would you like, would you trade Gaskins for Logan Thomas? Gaskins probably won't even get in my lineup. So, do you, are you getting Kyle Pitts or Logan Thomas? I guess he's just trying to gauge, which I would rather have Pitts, right? If you can get, I'd rather Pitts, have Pitts, yeah. do that. But, uh, I, I like. Thomas over Gaskins. It's not looking good in Miami, and Thomas is the red zone. is a great red zone option in Washington. When they get in there, they look for him, and he's getting his looks in the offense. So, and Gaskins probably on your bench too. Yeah, I like it. I don't think I would do that, do it for Thomas. Mm. I think if I'm going to trade for a running back for a tight end, bro, mm. it's, it's got to be a top six option at tight end, and. I mean, because Logan Thomas, you could play a, uh, you could stream, and you're in ten team PPR also or ten team league, so you could probably find options out there at tight end position on the waivers. Yeah, but yeah. if you could There's trade for Pitts, I would rather do that. Uh, on to the other side of the ball, we got Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves, as I like to call him, the number twenty quarterback overall in a smash matchup. Uh, he underperformed last week in that smash matchup. Uh, he didn't throw any touchdowns. Uh, Baltimore is allowing 22 fantasy points to the quarterback position and the third most passing yards uh, through the air. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is third in a dot. I mean, third in adjusted completion rate with 83% completion rate and ninth in a dot with a 9.6. I think he's a viable quarterback too this week. Um, I wouldn't start him in one QB leagues. I just don't think you can. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Javante Williams looked like he was taking over the backfield. Um, but he still finished with a lower snap percentage than Gordon. Gordon playing like 54 to Williams 40% last week. Uh, William did get his first touchdown. That was good. But then he also fumbled at a, a unopportune time. Melvin Gordon is getting 10 red zone carries to Williams seven. Uh, Baltimore is getting up to seventh most fantasy points to the running back position. And most of those points are resulting from the five rushing touchdowns. That's the most uh, rushing touchdowns given up in the NFL. 
they are allowing the third most reception yards to the running back position also. So I think Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams are both RB3, you know, with RB2 upsides this week. Um, like right on the cusp. They probably be right back in RB2s for me. Especially if this matchup. Yeah, if you haven't checked out our rankings, man, go to ffinsession.com for all the rankings and all the fantasy content that we produce out there. Uh, Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, both receivers had rough games last week in the good matchup against the Jets. Uh, the Ravens are middle of the pack against allowing 23 point, 21.3 uh, points to the wide receiver position per game. Uh, this matchup is not as good as it was last week, but Sutton is commanding a 22% of, of the targets when routes ran. And I think that Sutton is a star. Tim Patrick only getting 16% of the targets route ran, and he's only ran 11 less routes than Sutton. I think I said I would start him over somebody this week, but I, I feel like I would sit him if I could. Man, he's been consistent as fuck this year, bro. Tim Patrick. It's so weird to, to say that because his name is Tim Patrick, bro. But if you get past the name, bro, this guy is a super – he's like almost like early Robert Wood days, bro. Like he's caught 11 of his, what, 12 targets or, or 12 of his 13 targets so far, scored double-digit points in every game so far. Um, So with KJ Hamler out and then Judy also being out, I mean, he's I think he's still going to be called upon, bro. So if you need that consistent player as a flex, I, I like Tim Patrick this week. Yeah, I'm not having to flex. Every week almost. You, you remember, it's, you such, know. it's just weird to say because his name is Tim Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> such a boring football name. Noah Fent saw three targets last week, uh, the lowest he's seen all season. So I think that was just a one-off. Um they just didn't have to throw that much against the Jets. Uh, this week against Baltimore is not a great matchup. Chuck Clark, uh, it's, it, I think I saw something about Chuck Clark, but I don't want to put out bad news until so. But if you do see Chuck Clark is out, I think I did see that, but I don't know. It's about if, if, if Tony O would ever come exactly. to the show, he could look this up for us. But a hey, shout out to Tony O, he is sick though. Uh, oh, he is? Chill, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had got pneumonia and COVID. So, what. Yeah, but he Hello. laughing. He LOL and, and changing his fantasy lineup, so it's cool. Damn, bro. He getting, he getting better. Yeah, Shout out to my... It's funny, too. I text him like, hey, bro, you all right? But... Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man, so if you are starting no offense, just be aware that you were hoping for the volume right there. Um, He's a start. I That's all I got. Kind of threw me off, bro. No, he said he's straight, though. Yeah. Uh. Pittsburgh at the uh, Green Bay Packers, uh, seven-point Green Bay Packers favorite with a 45-and-a-half point um, over-under. Big Ben looking like complete ass out there. Um, (laughs) That play, man, when he threw that ball to fucking Najee Harris and tripped when nobody was even around his ass, bro. Like that shit was so funny, bro. Oh man, that that was worse than like anything Jameis has did. Like that bro. was that topic. Yeah. So you remember last week when Javar was taking Big Ben ass out, pretty much saying, bro, he probably should have retired to save face and shit. Like you was on yeah. something, bro. Like yeah, I'm sure. not fucking look like straight ass, bro. Hey, like, man. What was that, bro? It's, and it's not getting better, bro. It's just... well, the, the Steelers' offensive coordinator said we're gonna stick with what we got. That's really? crazy. I, th- I think they. I think they should start um, Dwayne Haskins at this point. They can't look no worse than that. You know what I mean? Nah, yeah. bro. Dwayne's just gonna. He, he, he gonna throw that kill up. He gonna throw it up like anybody catch it up right now. Bro. 
I don't think it can look no worse to be to be. Or game is uh, Haskins Truther, boy. They listen, man. They went to he went to the Washington football team. They didn't do my brother right out there. They didn't give him. He was a first round draft pick. They didn't do it. No, bro, you don't give up on the first round draft pick that early. No, if he wasn't black, let's keep it real. If he wasn't black, they wouldn't have gave up. Where it is? Look, look at Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. Like they traded him after the first fuck up, bro. He fucked up like three or four times hey, before bro, they gave up on what, him. Bro. All he did was go to the strip club, eat chicken, and watch the game. Like, I would have a, I would have a yard game, and they lost. Right. The game. Yes. They had a 300 yard game. Like, hey, Carlos, when you're on the bus after you, if it was a high school, if you're on the bus and you drop 20 and yeah, the team lost, yes, we talking about the NFL, you get paid millions of dollars to win games. Hey, hey, how you know he didn't have himself on his fantasy team in DFS? All right, bro. Fucking idiot! If he had <laughs> on the right now, no, clearly he wasn't. He wasn't an idiot because he knew he was gonna throw for three hundred yards. Ha ha! Got y'all. I won. Put his name. Nah, put his name. Right. On the team. <laughs> I don't even think he threw a touchdown that game, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Well, anyway, man, shout out to Wayne Haskins. Uh, on to the next game. Uh, I don't even think we got the next game. Go ahead. We still talking about Big Ben. Uh, oh yeah, Big Ben. Yeah, bro. Like we were saying, it's getting ugly out there on the positive side for Big Ben. He's throwing the ball over 130 times, but only completed 83 of those passes. This O-line is not blocking well for Big Ben. He's turning the ball over. It's a sit. Harris, uh, yeah, the running back Harris controls the backfield and seen 19 targets last week. Must start. That's crazy. That's great. Once I seen 19 targets for the guy, I was like, Gabe said he was going to get 80. I wanna think about that. Nah, he said 80. He said like a hundred though. Right, right. You said he was gonna match what Christian McCaffrey did that year, bro. Uh, Not okay. match, but you said he was gonna be in that realm. I'm like, I, 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 I had a number. I can look at my I projections. I had a number. Let's see. It's I, know, I think it was 90. I want to say it was 90. He got 20% of those targets already in one game. It. That's crazy. Uh but uh on to the wide receivers. The Packers are giving up 28 fan, 28 fantasy points. To the wide receivers uh, group per game, um, so uh, Claypool is the one that's looking like he's questionable at the moment. We know Juju and and Deontay Johnson is playing. You starting Deontay Johnson, he may see a lot of Jair Alexander, so you may want to just temper expectations. So I got him in that uh, back end wide receiver two range, uh, early three. Juju, I feel safe with him as a wide receiver. Uh, three, you, you put him out there. And Claypool is a, a, a flex play at the moment until we see what's going on with him. Uh, yeah, I got anything on that team. I don't need to mention the tight end or nothing. Actually, I think loose. you should mention the tight end. Shout out to Jason. Uh, Shout out to Jason Moore. <laughs> I, I, the fruit I, I, is loose. <laughs> I was talking about I was talking about your boy uh Pat last week also. I said he should be on your he shouldn't be on your wave wires if he still is if you're looking at tight ends like in this gross landscape. And I shot and I uh called Dawson Knox too. So hopefully y'all was listening. Uh, uh, I, I like it. I think it's more of a dynasty play. The first two games he played around 50% of the snaps, and the last game he played 36% of the snaps. So I like I like it more as a, a dynasty play at the moment. I don't know if it's gonna do some redraft. 
He's taking over for he still has to take over uh Eric Ebron's because Eric Ebron is still getting snaps out there. So I think toward the end of the year, like I was saying, uh toward the end of the year, I think he'll be one of those tight end ones that we all know, especially how sorry big big arm is looking, is looking like he's gonna have to like throw the ball to either Najee or whoever's that tight end. And I like uh, it. Yeah. And I, I I think I had 90 targets at the first. I'm looking at my projections right now, but I think I, y'all made me change it to 70. But anyway. I think it's on Twitter somewhere. <laughs> the hot take is. Don't blame me, bro. But yeah, uh, that's all from that game. That's all. I'm good on that game. On to the other side of the ball. This is going to be pretty quick. You got Rodgers must start. Aaron Jones must start. Uh, Devontae Adams must start. None of the other wide receivers don't start. Tunyon has had a tough – he got a tough matchup against a defense allowing the 17th most fantasy points, two tight ends in PPR. So he's a sit. And that's uh, pretty much it. Sound good to me. Uh, shout out to Kenny. Uh, I just traded Mixon and LaVisca for Jonathan Taylor. And Jonathan Taylor, the, uh, Dante and Ayuk. I think you came out better now with this. Jonathan yeah. Taylor, Dante and Ayuk. That's I like that side. Easy dub. Big dub. Right, big, right. big dub. Good trade. I don't know if yeah. you mean dub like as in like W or like dub as in like, oh, you got dub. So like, hopefully it's like dub and W. No, that's a dub. I think he means like W. Is that a W? Did I win? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it could be. Man, make sure you subscribe. Um, shout out to Kenny. Shout out to Mark. Uh, so three questions: Standard Fournette or Gordon? I think I like Gordon's matchup better. Um, and Brown or Sutton in the flex in a standard matchup? I think Brown has the more capability to score a touchdown. Um, and Stafford or Herbert? Uh, I think going... I think I like Fournette over Melvin Gordon. And uh, Sutton is number one guy out there. I know it, it, it may seem like a, a tough matchup, but he's going he's gonna to get his targets and has a higher ceiling. Uh, like, this is standard, though, right? This is I know, so, so he, should get more, he should get more yards, more air yards and everything. Um, so I think I like Sutton. And quarterback, I got – Stafford's been on fire and Herbert's yeah. kind of – Herbert had, like, I guess last week was his best week so far. He's been struggling. But, you know, Stafford's been on fire, and I feel like he should continue that no matter who he's playing. So I feel Stafford with Stafford. Yeah, I like Stafford also. I would go Fournette um, for the reason Gio's already ruled out. So Fournette was already leading. Uh, well, between him and Rojo, he had, like, 14 targets. So mm-hmm. he's already been used kind of in the past game, and so he should be used even more with. And I know it's standard, but you still get the yards for that. Um, so I'm going for net there. I'm going Sutton in the flex just because he is the number one out there. And Antonio Brown has a lot of other options out there. And like the quarterback situation is really a toss up, bro. Um, but I will go, I have Herbert ranked higher. So I will go Herbert there. Just the Russian upside. That would be the only thing. Appreciate you, Mark. I, I met Mark from last show. Uh, if you yeah. haven't like to subscribe, please yeah, do yeah, that. Uh, we appreciate the love. Shout out to also W like in W. Shout out, Kenny. Um, on to the next game you was done, right? Yeah. I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. And then, hey. then, and then the Tom Brady going to Gillette or something. something yeah, yeah. Um, ow. Waiting all day for Sunday night to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Brady and uh, uh, that shit was fire. Tom Brady, Brady and the Broncos at the New England Patriots. Uh, Tom Brady visit Gillette Stadium in a different jersey for the first time. 
Um, do you trust Tom Brady? Well, I trust Tom Brady against that Patriots defense. But Tom, but this is like literally the only defense that would know how to figure Tom Brady out. That's the only thing that would make me be like, damn, I don't know, bro. Like nobody right. comes, nobody comes to the Patriots and has a good game. So like, yeah, one question. The guy that got them th- six motherfucking Super Bowl rings over there. Yeah. I right. think he has the best chance to do that shit, bro. He's gonna be like Belichick. This is what I was trying to tell you to do for the past like five years was give me some goddamn weapons, bro. And this is why this I'm about to show you why you should have did that shit. So yeah, yeah they I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it, man. Um, At all. The regression did start to hit a little bit for him. He didn't throw a mm-hmm. touchdown pass until the end of that game last week, and, and that was when they were playing catch-up, and he got a rushing touchdown. So, I mean, he threw nine touchdowns through the first two weeks. Just, I, I mean, regression is going to hit for him. I just – I don't think it's going to happen this week against his yeah, team. He's going to do whatever in his power to fucking put up a monster game against New England, bro. So it's, it's just starting setting up one of the trap games, bro. It's setting up the storyline. Everybody talking about it. Every sports center show is about Tom Brady going back to Gillette. And Bill Belichick ain't saying shit. And Bill Belichick, it would make Bill Belichick not nothing happier than coming out there and making Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady could go on and win the Super Bowl as long as Bill Belichick stops Tom Brady from, like, having, like, a great comeback game. Because uh, you know he's going to be salty on the sidelines when, like, the parade is going on and they like, oh, I got Tom Brady, welcome back. Yeah, Who's got a better defense, the Rams or the Patriots? The Rams. Okay. And yeah, he dropped 28 on them guys. And you worry about the yeah, Patriots? Okay. I ain't worried about him. I'm just saying. I, which, but what I looked, worried looked, about Like is, I said, he looked a little average until, you know, he had a rushing touchdown and he threw another one at the end of the game when they were playing catch-up. But, Yeah. I mean, My thing is who, which, on. which one of the wide receivers are are you are you starting all of them? Like, are you fading any of them? I would start all of them. Um, Godwin so far has a seventeen percent target share, averaging sixteen point six. Evans with the eighteen percent target share, averaging thirteen point five. And in his first two games, AB had a twelve percent target share through the first two weeks, and mm-hmm. uh, averaging a little under twelve points a game. New England is allowing the fifth point. Fifth fewest points to receivers, but we just mentioned it, man. It's just it's hard not to see Tom Brady lighting his former team up, bro. So I'm starting all of them. Um, with so many options in Tampa Bay, uh, we talked about this also before. This is one of the rare cases that I think matchup decides how I rank them. So the easiest matchup in order is Antonio Brown, Evans, and Godwin. So, and then Antonio Brown also has a little bit of revenge narrative, also. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say, oh, man, I don't know if I can do that, bro. <laughs> I, think I'm going Godwin, I think I'm going Godwin, Evans, and then Antonio Brown, bro. I'm sorry. I can't put Antonio Brown over them guys yet. So, yeah, I'm going Godwin. No, I'm going Godwin, Antonio Brown, and then Evans, bro. That's, oh, my, that's I, how I will rank them. I want to remind you, week one, it worked for you when you went AD. It did. It did. <laughs> Yeah. It did, man. I'm trusting the process, though, bro. I'm trusting. My, my process is which of the wide receivers does Bill Belichick think is the best because that's who's going to be taken away. Godwin, yeah, Godwin is the man, bro. I mean, Evans ain't no ain't no slouch. I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it might be Evans, man, because you just can't leave. You can't not like game plan for Evans because I think the reason Evans don't go off is because so many people game plan for him and Godwin just gets you know what I'm saying like the, yeah. the good the good volume. So I'll go. Godwin Brown Evans. That's how my rank is, and I'm gonna make my rankings reflected this week. Proud I'm standing on that. I'm standing on that. Don't forget you know about I the Close. Oh, you said that too. 
Yeah. <laughs> look How at Javar. Javar ain't saying nothing. Yeah, look at over here talking about you said. That's what you said. Uh, I'm going Gal. Gal is leading team in targets. He he he's getting peppered with targets a lot. So I, I like. You just Gowin. asked for the line of which and, one? What is it? Okay, Gowin? can I get the line of Gowin? Uh, <laughs> the hell, you starting, bro? Evans <laughs> we already here. Got there five hours. Uh, but uh, okay. I like <laughs> no, I have no question. Then how about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sound like. <laughs> Ask me questions. Like, right. <laughs> All right, man. Moving on. Gronkowski <laughs> is doubtful, so it doesn't look like he's gonna play. Um, in short, I would start him because again, I think he's gonna do whatever he can to fucking make sure Gronkowski has a good game against his former team. So For I sure. would start him if he plays, but I, it's not looking like he's gonna play. So um, I just move on. Um, what you Fournette, taking on the line on that game? What is it again? Seven point favorite Tampa Bay. I think, I think New England's gonna cover. Uh, I, like I think, yeah, I don't think they're gonna blow them out, man. It's now, I know you said he wants Tom, Tom Brady to have a bad game, but I think it's vice versa too. The most, the most possible thing I think is he's gonna game plan for Brady the whole offense. Them I think they're gonna out, keep them man. close, they're gonna keep it close, man. Yeah, I think um, they definitely cover that. Brady about to blow them folks out, man. How many? Yeah, actually, yeah. Be, uh, I can't yeah, wait. They got to they gotta win by eight points. They got to win by eight points. I mean, not Bronco. Bucks averaging about what? About 28 points a game and and, and Patriots averaging about 14 or something. It is going to be the time for Matt Jones. Matt Jones is going to definitely have to have a good game. Yikes. Speaking of Matt Jones, um, how, I definitely don't. It's, it's, it is a yikes situation. Right, he's trying to finish his take. He's going to let yeah. you know. Just before, I was before leading him. I was segueing him to the other side. Well, you I know where I ain't done with Tampa Bay yet, bro. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. My bad. My bad. My bad. Leonard Fournette is a French starter for me. Um, Through three weeks, he's out snapping Ronald Jones and has 38 opportunities compared to 17 for Rojo. Tampa Bay finally scored a rushing touchdown last week, but it went to Godwin. So it was, you know, a running back has yet to score a touchdown for them. So um, I like him this week. He has seven red zone carries compared to just one for Rojo. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's no way that they're not going to score a rushing touchdown. So hopefully that happens this week. But if not, he's still getting the opportunity. So I like um, I like uh, Fournette as like a RB3 play this week. I can take it. Uh, now on to the Patriots. Right, um, Matt Jones. I'm not starting him, man. He's just he's he's just been he's been a better real life quarterback than he has been for fantasy. Um, he's only averaging 11.4 points per game through three weeks, and um, that's 29th among quarterbacks. And that's with him having the seventh most attempts among quarterbacks. So he is throwing the ball out there. He's just not taking really like shots down the field like that. So his upside is just non-existent. So I'm gonna sit him. Even in two QB leagues, I'm looking for other options because mm-hmm. like it's just 11.4 man. It's just it's nothing to really get excited about. Um, starts Jacoby Myers. I will start him. He has a 24% target share so far through the year, and has only and has been targeted 23% of his routes for his career. Now he has 104 receptions and has still. Yet to find the end zone, bro. Like that is that the is biggest crazy. anomaly of uh, of all time, almost, bro. So regression is going to hit for him sooner or later, man. Um, he's also near the top of the league in air yards. Um, so he's he's getting the the, the targets, he's getting the air yards. He's like he's producing on the field. He just hasn't hit that um 
get gotten that touchdown yet. So I do think it is a high possibility this week, man. Tampa Bay is a funnel defense. They're super tough to run against, but they are allowing 38, um, 38 points to the receiver position so far, which is the highest in the league. So, I mean, everything is setting up right for him to finally get into the end zone. But if not, I think he's still going to give you a safe floor and can be started as a wide receiver three. Um, sits. Um, Damian Harris, sitting him this week, or I'm looking for other options if you can. Um, he's been dominating the snaps and rushes so far, but he only has six targets through the first three weeks. So in plus matchups, I think he's a solid RB2. But with Tampa Bay allowing the 10th fewest points to running backs and them being seven-point underdogs, he just might not – he might get game scripted out this week and has a big chance of it. So sitting uh, Damian Harris, if I can. Not even flexible, um, you don't think? I mean, I guess it depends on your other options. We can go through some other options if y'all want. But I'm looking for other options if if I can because it's just – it doesn't happen on the ground against Tampa Bay. Um, yeah. New England tight ends, I'm saying both of them, kind of similar to the uh, Philadelphia situation. But, um, yeah, they're just cap- cannibalizing each other's upside. Henry is averaging four targets a game, while Jonu is averaging five. And it just sucks because the, the, the matchup is great against Tampa Bay. They're allowing 11 most points to tight ends, but we don't know which one of those is going to benefit the most from the matchup. So I'm sitting both of those guys. And Fringe player is nelson aguilar he hasn't done anything special uh special but i wouldn't mind him maybe as like a dfs dart throw or just like a desperation flex for everything i just pretty much said for jacoby they're allowing the most points to tight end or two receivers so far and um he's been okay he just hasn't done anything special so desperation flex play for nelson aguilar damian harris or trey sermon sure if mitchell sits if mitchell sermon. sits yeah certainly that's the only one I have for you. How about Damon Harris or Tim Patrick? Since it's a flex play. Tim, Patrick, I feel like Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. for sure, bro. Yeah. Oh, oh man, Damon Harris, man. I feel like toward the end of the year we'll have a different opinion on Damon Harris. Hopefully, he no, it's just this game, bro. It's just this one game. Exactly. He looks good, it's right? He's, he's, bro, that run he had against the Jets was crazy, bro. Right. Like it's, he looks great between the tackles, but. Still not using him as a, a pass catcher like that. So, but now with but James, we didn't mention James White out for the year uh, with a shattered hip or something like that. At JJ, what's the name? JJ, JJ Taylor, mm. or, yeah. or Maj hey, Stevenson. Hey. And Brandon Bolden was the I guy was that filled it last week when right. uh, James yeah, White got out. Say. So they, they're not they trusting Damian Harris out there like that. <laughs> um, on to are you ready for some football? A Monday hey. night party, yeah. Hey. Monday night football, last game of the episode. Shout out to everybody that been here the whole episode. If you tuned in and you didn't hear your game, it's probably on the first episode. If you don't want to watch us, you can listen to us on the podcast audio version wherever you listen to this at. We uh live stream at probably an hour hour after the stream the episode will be live on all podcast platforms so yeah man shout out to monday night football the raiders are at the three-point favorite uh los angeles Chargers with an over under 51 and a half points um Derek carr last week against the dolphins put up his third straight 300 yard game uh ninth ranked quarterback um in all of fantasy first in 20 plus yards passing attempts and completing 54% of those passes with 10 or, 10 or more of those being big-time throws. Um, 
Chargers coming off a good game against Patrick Mahomes, graded eighth in the league in pass rushing, sacking him twice and forcing two interceptions. So they are formidable defense. The Chargers are getting up the seventh fewest fantasy points to the quarterback position in the game. But I don't think you can sit Derek Carr right now after he's been like going bonkers like he has been. Um, but it was due to the overtime that there that that he did go bonkers that he did get 300 because they did play overtime so that is something to think about but the the over under is 51 i think you chase the points with Derek Carr. there's not many quarterbacks out there that you could feel comfortable starting over him uh josh yeah. jacobs Keen drake peyton barber uh jacobs now missing two straight weeks is he has he heard anything about jacob he's been he practiced the last couple of days it's just gonna be tricky man because it's a monday it's night monday game night. So. yeah i hate it so hopefully you got Drake or Barber, but if not, so if you don't have them, would you be willing to wait and see if Jacobs plays? Hopefully Saturday I, we hear some more news. Yeah, I would try to get like maybe one of these other pieces, like maybe Jared Cook's still out there, maybe uh, Hunter Renfro still out there, maybe just yeah. somebody else that's playing that Monday night game just so you have Edwards. But you want to move him to your flex position. So if you're planning on having him as RB2, move him to your flex. So you know, you have a chance to pick up somebody in that game. I- anybody, anybody that's playing in that game, bro, if, if you, you know, need to start Jacobs, like just m- put him in your flex. And if he doesn't play, just pick up anybody in that game. But if, gross- not, if, you, if nobody's available, then you have to sit him. You can't, you can't chance it. Yeah. As gross as it sounds, um, Peyton Barber could be a big part of the Raiders offense. Uh, Drake in week one or his first week as a starter played 71% of the snaps and only scored eight fantasy points. Uh, Most of that production coming off of those six targets. He's seen at least five targets in every week. So that is a good thing. Uh, Week three, his snap percentage went down to 43% with Peyton Barber start. uh, Peyton Barber start. Peyton Barber starting to get uh, some workload. He had 57% of the snaps last week with 26 touches. Um, 11 yards in a touchdown his first time, uh, 111 yards in the touchdown, tripping. Uh, the Chargers are giving up the eighth most fantasy points to the running back position and the most yards on the ground all year to the running backs. Um, the five targets a game make Drake a flexible start. So it's not – just his ceiling is not – his ceiling is capped. So what you know and what you get out of him, hopefully one of those six targets is a touchdown. But if not, it's pretty gross. But Peyton Barber, man, against in a good matchup for running backs – Oh my god, if, if Josh Jacobs is out, would you feel comfortable Sorry, waiting for Monday to start Peyton Barber? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yep. so weird to say, but you know, because you know, they spent 11 million dollars on Keon Drake and you know, <laughs> Peyton Barber off the street, and you give them all the touches when Josh Jacobs goes down. So, that's great, is great uh, management with your funds out there in Las Vegas, but um, that's besides the point. Yeah, if he's if Josh Jacobs is out, then Barber is a Decent play this week against this defense. Uh, the wide receivers, Ruggs, Edwards, and Renfro. Ruggs has now seen seven targets in back-to-back weeks. I think he's seen five targets in the first week, if I'm not mistaken. He's graded the number 30 wide receiver, um, according to PFF, and 17 in yards ran per route uh, run. Um, he's only being targeted on 19% of his routes ran and is running 47% of them out of the slot. So that is a great place for him to be running. You know, a lot of the slot receivers get a lot of targets. Uh, he will be seeing um, the rookies. Uh, I can't say his name right now. Samuel Jr. I know his first name, but I can't even say it right now. In coverage, um, he's giving up a 67% catch rate. So I do think this is a great week for Henry Ruggs to be flexible again. I'm so glad that he's finally acting like a wide receiver, um, a first-round wide receiver. Uh, Henry, Henry Hunter Renfro. 
finally saw the end zone last week. He's still getting targeted on 23% of his uh, targets ran, so you got to start him. Um, Edwards is only being targeted on 12% of his routes ran, and he seems to only produce if it's like overtime or the last minute in the fourth quarter. So I feel like you can still have to sit him Hunter Rugg, I mean, Henry Ruggs and Renfro, I think they are a lot that starts for me. And of course, you're going to start the Waller. Um, still, you know, he's leading all positions uh, on his teams in targets and he's second in the NFL, like as a collective in targets. That's crazy. Yeah. When 19 targets in one week could do that for you, bro. <laughs> that um, is true. Last two weeks, though, it's been kind of weird. They've at least seen like seven targets the last two weeks. So, um, kind of coming back to the ceiling. Kind of, li- kind of limits his ceiling, but you know, it's 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 gonna it's Waller. He number two tight end every week. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, shit. On the other side of the ball, we got <laughs> Justin Herbert, uh, the number twelve quarterback on the year. Uh, four touchdown week last week against the Chiefs. Uh, missed three hundred yards by nineteen yards last week. The Raiders giving up the tenth most fantasy po- points to the quarterback position, but however, they are graded the number one pass rush against the our number one pass rush in the NFL. And Justin Herbert is only completing twenty five percent of his um he's. He's playing 25% of his dropbacks under pressure, and he's completing 61% of his uh, pressure passes while under pressure for, and he has one touchdown. So I think you could feel comfortable starting him. I forgot what was the question earlier. I think it was Stafford or Herbert. I think I would go. That's what I was saying. I think I would still go Stafford. Um, Austin Eckler, number six running back in happy PR leagues, um, number six in targets. I still think he's working back from that injury, so I feel like the volume is only going to keep increasing, so Austin Eckler is still good for me. Uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, monsters, the only wide receiver um, duo with at least 30 targets each in the NFL. You start them every week. Jared Cook, only three targets in his last game, which was supposed to be a good matchup has now only seen eight targets in the last two games and is only being targeted on 17% of the, uh, his routes run. The radar, the Raiders are allowing the knife most fantasy points to the tight end position. Uh, he's no longer startable for me every week. Um, I think if you have other uh, tight ends out there, you can pivot from him. Uh, it's just he, he's not he's not showing up when I need him to. It's just Mike Will made it. Is the and Kenyon Allen is really all I want to see out of there. Still of the draft. You did? Yeah, for sure. Him and Christian Kirk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, so far. Mm-hmm. It's a long season, though, man. We got 17 games. Um, that's the last game of the episode, man. Like I said, man, shout out to everybody who's been rocking with us the whole time. Shout out. Uh, Thanks for the sure questions. I like that, bro. This is awesome. Yeah, for sure. It's awesome. Um, yeah, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you check out the website for the rankings and everything else. Uh, we'll be on live. I don't know the channel. I forget the channel, but we'll be on live somewhere on Sunday giving out starts we'll and We'll tweet it out. We'll tweet it out around um, 11.30 Eastern. S- Saturday, probably in the morning sometime, we'll drop our first ever um, week four primer. I guess we could do it every Saturday. That's cool. Week four matchup breakdown. Not, we can't. Out of respect. Let's not. Oh, out of respect. Out of respect. Hey, rest in peace, tags. Yes, yes. For sure. Uh, he the motivation, so I was just trying to give him a little yes, light. Sir. But anyway, um, wherever you listen to this at, make sure you like, subscribe, blah, 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 all that good stuff. Shout out to week four. Fuck Javar. I'm about to fuck him up this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out to Tony. I hope you get better, bro. We out. Peace. Peace.